Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Your Seven Cents. I'm Terry Wildeman, your host, and I'm a speaker, an author, and a trainer who loves to talk about communication, stress resilience. But as you know, I also love to get into intuition. I love talking about angels and how we integrate it all into a very logical, practical practice where we can grow our businesses on all cylinders. So it's the practical, logical, energetic, the spiritual, and we bring it all together so that we can create success in a very coherent fashion. We have a very dynamic guest with us today, someone who I am privileged to call friend. Liberty Forrest is a super dynamic woman who keeps me on my toes. Let me tell you, she's, she's as tuned in, if not more so than I am. And let me tell you, there are things that comes out of her mouth sometimes that I have to go, okay, did I really just hear that? Yes, I did. So Liberty Forrest, let me introduce you to her, is an award-winning author, Huffington Post contributor, who has written several books and coloring books. I love that coloring books. On inspirational self-help, nonfiction, and paranormal paranormal thriller saga fiction. Oh, that sounds so juicy. Liberty's background is in social work and counseling, later adding hypnosis to her bag of tricks to help her with her clients. Now, previously living in rural England, and we talked about, I, I, I keep think, seeing her there all the time. Uh, previously living there, she was there for five years five years, and appeared monthly on Sue Merchant's evening show on the BBC radio. That is really cool. Doing psychic phones for listeners. Now, I just lost your, (laughs) I just lost your bio, Liberty. Just lost it. I'm so sorry. Okay. It just decided to go away on me. Is that something psychic there? (laughs) What happened? Is that something psychic? Okay. So currently, she is a popular YouTube host where she does psychic readings for the Zodiac, as well as frequent live streams during which she connects viewers with loved ones in spirit. That's really pretty cool. She also answers questions of psychic or spiritual nature, along with offering guidance to assist people in overcoming various personal challenges so that they can get unstuck in life and business and find happiness and personal fulfillment. Welcome aboard Liberty Forest to your seventh sense. It is so happy to have you here today. I am so happy to have you here today. Well, thank you. It's really my pleasure to be here and I'm I'm honored to call you my friend as well. And yeah, I know you keep seeing me in England. I did about 12 years there. Wasn't nearly enough and with some luck, I'll be moving back soon. Uh, you know, I do see you there. I've always seen you there. I mean, I see you part of the landscape. I see you walking through the meadows. I just see you integrated with the British landscape, the English landscape. You know, I, I lived there for two years, as you know, and I absolutely love it. And um, that, that's, I think you belong there. I really do. So, Liberty, here you are. We're talking about business. We're talking about intuition Getting, how do we incorporate this in business? And I would love to hear from you. How has your intuition and your guides assisted you in creating a successful business? <laughs> well, by not listening to them, the universe kind of slapped me upside the head repeatedly, really. It's kind of how that happened. 
And, you know, my intuition became my business. Excuse me, pardon me. Um, It really was a case of, I almost felt bottlenecked into getting to this point of using my psychic and mediumship abilities for my work because I rebelled against it for years. I did it, but I always dreaded it. I always had this confidence issue that was silly because I kept getting it right time after time after time. They don't let you on the BBC for five years if you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) So uh, I had all this proof, but I still had this something in me saying, well, what if I don't get it right this time? What if, what if, what if, and it drove me crazy. But so I kept trying all these other things that I knew I could do for work and everything failed one thing after another, after another. And this kept coming up and coming up and I'd push it away and it would come up and I'd push it away and it would come up and I'd push it away. (laughs) And then things got kind of desperate, putting it mildly. (laughs) And I was shaking my fist at, you know, heavenward one night, just like, Oh, come on. What do you want from me? I was doing all these other things that I, I mean, I know that I meant to transform a lot of lives. I know that from my numerology and, and just, that's just who I am. It's what I do naturally. And so I was trying all these other things I know to do that writing and meditation instruction and being a homeopath and all these other things where I was helping and healing people, but nothing seemed to be working. And nothing seemed to be working. Because here's what I know. You're talking about intuition in a Mm -hmm. really big way. Mm -hmm. It's all part of your journey. You're Mm -hmm. talking about numerology. And a lot Mm -hmm. of our folks don't understand what numerology is about. Can you share a little bit about that before we get? uh, It's um, I used to think it was just a bit of fun. uh, And I sort of dabbled in it and thought, oh, this is just as kind of fun. Uh, And um, and then I was, when I was living in England, I had, I think it was at my first art exhibition and somebody came and bought one of my paintings to use uh, in one of his books. And then I later connected with him, turned out he was a numerologist and hired me to do a cover of one of his other books. So I thought, oh, just for fun, let's give this a try. And he worked out my birthday and there are the two different ways to do it. And there's a standard way that people know to do it that doesn't always work. You have to do both ways. I won't get that detailed, but I'm just saying I thought I had a certain set of numbers and they weren't that num- They weren't at all. And that's, it kind of didn't fit. So I let him do my numbers for me and I went over to, you know, hear, the, hear about the results. And he sat there for a long time telling me all about myself in great detail and it absolutely blew me away. Wow. It was frighteningly accurate. So I ended up, he taught me everything he knew and uh, I started using it myself, not just for my own life and work, uh, but also for other people. So it's part of my business now. But one of the things that's really important is that you can get four different numbers that, that you derive from your birth date. Uh, I won't take, it takes a lot of calculating or whatever, but you can do, you get these four numbers and then um, from those are the ones to kind of start with. And when you master those, then you can start looking at your name and other things. But it's really important also to be paying attention to your personal year because that changes every year on your birth date. You become, uh, you, you enter a different personal year number. And for example, if you're in a year nine, that's the worst time to start a relationship, start a business. You don't want to launch anything because it's destined to fail. The year nine is all about endings and completion and letting go and finishing so there is no energy for that so it's likely to fail a year one 
personal year, not in a life path number. Yeah, that's your personal year, and that changes on your birth date every year. So when you work with those energies, you can maximize the uh, energy. Like I'm in the year one right now, and oh my goodness, the stuff that's been coming to me and happening. Beginnings. I really am. Lots of them. It's it's also a year of rebirth and transformation. There's been lots of that happening. But last year in my year nine, I mean, things will fall away. Relationships fall away. Habits, lifestyle, anything that needs to go, the energy is with you. So it's a really great time to get rid of anything that doesn't work for you anymore. So, so how does that work for business people, entrepreneurs? How does it benefit them to know all of that? Oh, massive benefit. Like I said, you don't want to start a new business in a year nine, for example. Uh, and then just each year has its own energy about it. Two, a year two, for example, it's a lot of waiting. You know, year one, you plant a lot of seeds because they're not all, all going to take. So it's a really great thing for those of us who are entrepreneurs to do a whole bunch of different things in a year one. Start this, start that, try this, you know, plant seeds. Then year two, there's a lot of waiting. <laughs> um, things will start to happen, but it's a lot of waiting. Year three, for example, is about the joy of life and having more fun. Now year four all about hard work, but the energy will really be with you so that if in a year three, when it's all about being playful and having fun, but you have to buckle down and really be working hard, it's going to feel like work. But if you're aware, well, heck, it's my year three. And you just make sure that you give yourself that opportunity to let the year three speak and give it some energy, then it doesn't feel so bad to do the year four thing, you know, or the, the, the hard work. Then when you're in the year four, that's all about hard work. It doesn't feel like so much work because you're working with that energy. Year five is all about change and, uh, you know, you can expect lots of, so they all have their own theme. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's really helpful to know what the energy will be in a particular year so you can maximize it to uh, strengthen your business and help build your business and make sure you don't shoot yourself in the foot by starting it at the wrong time. That's really brilliant because, you know, if you want to start a big project, uh, launch a book, anything like that, that a lot of us who are entrepreneurs do, it's really nice to know what our personal path number is. Now, I know my personal life number is a nine. And, and uh, I don't know what my personal path number is, uh, year number is. I have to look it up. If you tell me your birthday, I can tell you what it is. Oh, we'll do Just that the month and the day. Just the month and the day. That's all you need. 28, 628. 628 uh 8 16 17 18 19 and 8 is 20 you're in a year 9 oh great <laughs> you're not you're not launching anything new you are you yes, are this no. is like no it's but it's it's something you've done before and it kind of follows naturally on from what you've been doing it's not like a totally new thing if it's something oh. you've already been doing Got that's you. different if if you were to now suddenly decide I'm going to go and have a construction business. <laughs> got it. Got it. Something, you know, totally different that you've never done. That would be not good. Oh, okay. So that makes me feel so much better. Thank you for validating that. <laughs> and it actually makes sense because you are also clearing out parts of your previous business that don't work for you. So you're already in that year nine energy, letting go of the parts that don't feel so right. And you're bringing more of you into it. So it's just a natural progression. So it's all good. I am. I'm, and you're absolutely spot on with all of that. So can you share a story, Liberty, a, or an example, I should say, of one of the best experiences you had in listening to your intuition? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've got a bunch, but the very best one comes after what I was saying before about everything I was trying was failing or didn't feel right. And I couldn't seem to make anything work properly in terms of business. And I, I finally had this, you know, not my first time doing it, but yelling heavenward with shaking and shaking my fist, like, come on, I'm doing all these things that I think you want me to do. I'm writing all these books. I know I meant to do that. And I'm doing this and this and that. And like, what? (laughs) What do you want from me? I was really upset and kind of took a deep breath and went, okay, refocus. (laughs) And it was that night. I went to bed. Normally I would do my prayer and meditation time before getting into bed, but I was especially tired. It was about one in the morning and I went to bed early. That's early for me. (laughs) And uh, so I'm lying in bed doing my prayer time and my gratitude for all the blessings and all of that. And you know how, you know how your mind works really quickly and you just have like flashes of images that tell that story in your head. It was like that. So the little story I'm going to tell you actually took place in a split second, but it was just like image, image, image. And, and it was so quick. The first image was, and of course that morning while I'm doing this, I'm, I'm show me, like I've been asking you to show me, show me, what do you want me to do? I don't get it. So then there's that night and I'm lying there having my little prayer time. The first image was a, just a snapshot of having a conversation with uh, an award-winning medium I know in England. He used to be on Most Haunted. A lot of people here know that show. Um, and uh, he was one of, one of them. And he's brilliant. He's extremely good. And we used to have these conversations about how he'd quit doing his spirit work and go back to his consulting work to have a steadier income. And uh, every time he did that, life would kind of go tits up. And I remember saying to him, I'm sitting, I, could, I can see myself sitting in my cottage in England saying, Barry, you know how this works. If you are called into doing spirit work and you ignore them, they send you to your room without dinner until you figure it out. And we had that conversation a few times. And every time he'd go back to doing spirit work, everything would flow better again and life would be happier and it was all good. And I had that conversation with a couple of other medium friends I know who were on TV and that sort of thing. But you see, I always thought of it as the thing they could, that they were meant to do. For me, it was a thing I can do, but I didn't ever think of it as the thing. It was just a thing among others. So that was my first snapshot. And then the second one was um, kind of thinking, oh, oh, hmm, maybe that's the thing. And then I thought about, Like, there's a reason why I've got these abilities. There's a reason why this has been happening to me since I was a kid. And it just kept naturally evolving through my life without my doing anything about it. And I went, oh, okay, maybe I'm supposed to be doing this. And then I, because, you know, they're just, it's like every, like I said, I felt like I'd been sent to my room without dinner, really. It just felt like I was being punished almost by the universe. Everything was just so hard. And then... I thought about the confidence issue. I thought, yeah, but, oh, I, 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 really, oh, I, I hate that. That part's awful. And then there was this, I know this was, you know, angels, spirit guide, I don't know, some divine something it's saying to me, hang on a minute, confidence issue, you say? That's your mother. 
That's all the stuff she told me growing up, right? You're stupid and you'll never amount to anything and nobody wants what you have to offer and blah, 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 right? All this negativity and you can't do that before I'd even tried things and just all of that. And I went, oh, this isn't about readings. I have tons of proof that I do really great readings and that I get great information. Like I said before, they don't have you on the BBC if you don't know what you're doing. That's right. So I went, and again, this, this is all just like bang, bang, bang in a split second. I went to... It's not about the readings. It's the confidence thing from my mother. So I kind of, I literally could see myself taking that issue and going dump over here with all the other stuff that she's, you know, given me as lessons that I've been learning for my whole life. And I thank her for those. I mean, she's no longer here, but I thank her for those because they helped me do what I do. But it was in that moment that I just realized it wasn't about the readings. That is what I'm supposed to be doing, or I wouldn't have had this happening to me for my whole life. And suddenly, I couldn't wait to start doing readings. Nice. As I said, this was just these little snapshots. It was a split-second incident where I know that that was divinely um, given to me, especially after my pleading that morning. Just show me for Pete's sake. And within a couple of days, I had a whole bunch of readings booked the following week. And then shortly after that, I'm doing my YouTube thing, and that's been exploding into just a beautiful community and like all the other things that I was doing or trying to do the meditation, the guided meditations I recorded, the hypnosis recordings I have, the books I've written that are inspiring and healing and all of those things, the courses I've been creating didn't bother to finish, but I'm finishing now. All of it comes up when I'm doing my live streams and people are asking me questions about some life challenge, something that's, happening for them and I can say well I have this product over here that can help you (laughs) or it's even just the things I'm sharing with them but all of it is now tied together it all makes sense so what I'm hearing you say in a nutshell is when we fully step out of the spiritual closet the angel closet the fear closet the miracles in our world happen it's all about believing in the miracles but we have to take action first to be able to allow the miracles to happen. Is that true? I would say so. And I kept saying, where's, you know, I know there's a miracle coming for me. I've been praying for a miracle for so long. And I was sure that this was going to be my miracle, my year of miracles. Really has been. (laughs) It's a year one. one. There you go. It's a year one. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Uh, What I know is, um, that when it comes to business, we do run away from those intuitive hits. We do run away from those pieces. And a lot of them is because it's easier to stay in the self-sabotaging emotion than it is to release the self-sabotaging emotion. As a counselor, can you address that a little bit, Liberty? Well, self-sabotage, that's a big one. And, you know, that has a lot of different roots depending on who you are and where it's coming from sometimes we just do it to ourselves sometimes that was kind of given to us but yeah I completely agree that that's uh you know that's that's I think a part of the problem is we there's that thing about a fear of failure and or fear of success a lot of us have one or both of those um but it's and it's confidence that's the other thing you know I mentioned that that was a big issue for me and even though I kept doing the thing I was doing and I did it well, Mm -hmm. there was still this other, this other piece. And I I think, I think you're right. There was a part that probably was uh, a little bit of, I don't, I don't really believe in myself. 
which is maybe where the self-sabotage comes from. They're kind of tied together, I think, that confidence issue. And another thing, too, people sometimes will say to me, well, I don't want to try this new thing because I don't have confidence in it yet. And I always say, well, but you, you don't just sort of wait for confidence to show up. Right. It comes after you do the thing. Well, in my case, it didn't. Well, it kind of did, but it was once I'd be in the readings, it would go well. And I'd be like, see, you can do this. What's your problem? And then I'd go through it again every time. <laughs> but confidence comes when you do the thing and go, oh, actually, look at this. I am doing this. So. I'm curious. I know for myself, when I start to talk about angels or intuition, you know, that kind of thing, I may get the eye roll from people who are business folks or professional folks, because there is such a taboo of bringing this work in the workplace. However, it is very comfortable to say, Look at the ding. Did you just hear that chime? <laughs> it's validating when I'm talking. It's comfortable in the workplace to say, oh, well, my gut's telling me, or my gut this, my gut that, my gut, my gut, my gut. However, you talk about angels, you talk about seeing things, you talk about hearing things or feeling things, you're in that case. Exactly. It's that liberty because that's something that really frustrates me because what we're talking about is no different than the gut thing. You're absolutely right. And that's a really great point that it's okay in business to say, yeah, well, got this gut thing or business sense, you know, got good business sense. Uh, that's your intuition. Yeah. Sure, some of that's going to be knowledge and experience, but there's still that extra something that, you know, some people just listen to it. They become really successful because they trust their guts. Well, you know, in my work, that is my business is all about intuition. So I can sort of get away with it. But I've seen plenty of eyeball rolling in my life. And, and I've had lots of people come to me when I was doing in person readings, and I would have people sit there. Yeah, so what color socks was he wearing when he died? You know, wanting some kind of ridiculous proof. Uh, or, um, you know, they want other other kinds of evidence that there's that they're they're not really receptive and open. And they want me to prove and I, like, I'm not proving this to anybody. If you, if you want a reading, I'll give you a reading. If you're not ready to receive a message, don't go to a psychic or a medium. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a difference. And uh, I, I'm just explain the difference. That is so important, Liberty. And the thing is, you know, people have been taken advantage of, you know, there is uh, a, in the in this kind of work that we do i mean i do angel readings i get the messages very clearly i work with the angel cards i work with my intuition i work with my guides uh your um you know my gosh my very first book 1-800 courtesy connecting with the winning telephone image customer service book was downloaded when i connected with my guide um i would love to hear from you what is the difference between a psychic a medium, a channel. And an in, and your intuition, that's a different thing as well. <clears throat> well, first, your intuition is really about connecting with your own uh, highest self, I guess we'll say, your spirit. We all know that there's a spirit inhabiting the physical body. And that's, uh, that's the being that is essentially your intuition. That's the thing that's telling you what's right and best for you. That's what we also call that little voice inside, you know, people. So you can get that as well with the gut thing. It's, yeah, my little voice, this little voice inside is saying, la, la, la. That's what that is. That's your spirit saying, this is best for you. Do this. It's only when we ignore it that we get into trouble. Mm -hmm. Being psychic 
means that you also that you're vib- you're vibrating at a frequency that allows you to connect with the energies of people, events, places, objects, uh, anything kind of in the world. And uh, so because it, we're all energy, we know that. There's loads of proof about that too. We're all made up of energy. Everything holds its own energy. Everything is vibrating at a particular frequency. So when you're psychic, you are tuned into those energies. And then to be a medium means that you connect with uh, loved ones in spirit. So, or with this, you know, with the spirit. So uh, that means that you have to vibrate at an even higher, your vibrational frequency has to be much higher. So uh, in order, and they have to bring theirs down so you can meet. And that's why all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. And it's why we all have intuition, because we all have that highest self. We all have that spirit being inside us. So we all have intuition. It's just whether or not we listen to it that's important. <laughs> I would love for you to repeat. All mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are medium. True. Make that distinction again, because I think it's really important that people understand that. If you look at it as kind of like levels of vibration, the first level is your intuition, where you're connecting with your own spirit. Second level is vibrating a little higher frequency to connect with the energies of other people and objects and events and times and whatever. Third level is vibrating higher so that you can connect with spirit because they have to lower their frequency. You have to raise yours to meet them. So medium is the highest frequency, then psychics, and then your intuition. But we all have that. And some people use the word channel. Where does that come I think that's really just, I think um, it depends whether you're, I guess we're talking about spirit being. So it's really, I guess, about being a medium uh, or having that ability to raise your vibration to that level where you are now receptive to uh, uh, spirit beings or, you know, other beings, not just your loved ones. So it's, it's kind of the same. It's just that you're connecting with different beings. And you know, I know for myself, it took me a long time to understand the differences. Uh, I will never forget the one time many years ago where I had a situation in my office when I owned my leadership center. And somebody walked into in my office and we were having a chat and I kept seeing an image of this person. And I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, why is this person here? Non-physical being, non-physical person. And to make a long story short, it was a loved one who uh, had passed on. And the way they passed on and, and so on and so on, there were messages that needed to be given to this person. And this person came in on a sales call. <laughs> I was training his people. I was training his people uh, in communications and leadership. And this whole other thing came through and I was the conduit to deliver this very powerful message because um, something had to stop that was happening that was destructive. And I got to tell you, I remember this person walking out and I'm sitting there going, what the heck just happened? (laughs) It was so intense. And I know I gave this person immense relief immense relief because the detail was so accurate i didn't even know them i'm and and they were able to calm down 
they were able to get clarity on the situation. So the reason I'm sharing that is a lot of us have that ability and it can be really scary the first time it happens. Oh, I know that one. Very, very scary. Yeah. Uh, But it's also about honoring that gift, not being afraid of that gift Mm. and recognizing when to share it, when not to share it, what questions to ask, open-ended questions, and to ensure that you're in the right place to be able to share that information. What are your thoughts on that? Because I have seen people uh, who are mediums not prepare their guests, not prepare the individual that they're speaking with and share information in a way that was actually a little on the destructive side. You and I have heard, we've heard many stories like this. Absolutely. So can you address that? Sure. Thank you for asking that. That's a great question. Uh, my own experience was terrifying when I started with this. I was a kid and dreamed my two best friends were dead and woke up, told my parents about it, and they went and brought me the morning newspaper, and there was this article. Oh, wow. Now, this was back in a time when there was nothing like this on TV. There were no psychic fairs. There was nothing. So it was a real shock. It was terrifying. And on top of that, my friends are dead, like these beautiful girls I grew up with. And it was all awful. And after that, things started happening and more information was coming. And it was really scary for a number of years. And then, and then someone I love and respected told me that it meant I'd been possessed by Satan. Mm. So now I was really terrified by that time, I can tell you. <laughs> I like, no, what do I do with this? Um, and, and I'll spare you the detail, the blow by blow, but eventually I came to understand just what you'd said, that you know this is a gift and the messages are meant to be passed on. But it, was, it took me some time to start doing that because I didn't want to upset anyone. And I would get, an in, I'd get information say I'm sitting with someone and, uh, you know, sitting with a friend and I see a spirit there who wants to say something and they're like, (laughs) trying to get my attention. And I'm like, Oh, wait, shut up, stop, leave it. (laughs) They wouldn't leave me alone. So eventually I thought, well, you know, maybe I'm supposed to say something, but I was worried about upsetting whoever I was with. Mm. But the first time I was brave and delivered this, you know, like very gently, like you said, you got to be careful. And so many people can be really destructive with it. And they talk about, oh, you're going to die. Like, there's just, that's no, that's so unethical and so wrong. But Awful. it would just, I, yeah, just terrible. So I, I, I would gently ask, you know, I've got somebody here who would like to pass on a message. Is that okay? And every time I did it, there were maybe some tears, but they were happy tears. They were bittersweet tears. You know, it always turned out to be a good thing. And I went, oh. Well, I guess I'm supposed to do this then. So at least it felt safe with people I knew. Well, then the big test came when it was the first time that it happened with a stranger. I was, I guess, or at least when I, after kind of had that lesson that I was really supposed to say it no matter what. I'd also come to understand I'm not supposed to edit. Well, you can be careful how you deliver it, right? But um uh, and I don't ever get any, I don't get terrible news anyway. But anyway, I got this message. I'm sitting in a pub in England having a glass of wine. I look across the pub and there's a man who had just got his beer from the bar and was walking across to his table. And I knew I had to go and deliver a message. And I thought, 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? Oh, Lordy, okay. <laughs> and it had to be a man too, right? They're usually much more skeptical than women. Oh, dear. And it was in a part of England where people are not very receptive to anything. <laughs> Thanks for the test, guys. I really appreciate it. So um took another chug of that wine and uh, walked across the room. And I said, um, excuse me, but, uh, and, and I just said very gently, I, I'm a psychic and a medium. And um, I was just given this information that I'm supposed to pass on. Would it be okay if I share this message with you? He said, sure. So I told him whatever it was, and I could see he was kind of swallowing hard, and it looked like he was choking back some tears. And he just thanked me profusely and said how much he needed that message. So that confirmed for me the reason for this. It wasn't the first time, or I mean, it wasn't the last time that happened either. That happened a lot. Uh, and it confirmed for me that I am meant to do this, that this is, this is as one of my daughters put it, she said, um, it's not a gift for you, mom, because people say, oh, you have this gift. It's not a gift for me. It's a gift for, she said, that's a gift for the people you read for. That's nice. And I said, oh, well, well, you'd love my willow. She's such a precious girl. Anyway, um, that's absolutely the truth. So, you know, there is a, there's a way to approach people. And then there's another way not to, you know. But I do believe the message is always supposed to be passed on. It's just how you do it that's you know, be respectful and the people are broadsided with this and minding their own business. And then there's maybe a loved one who has something to say that that can be a bit of a shock. You, we're talking about something though, that we both do this. We ask permission to deliver the message. We ask permission. That's just respectful. And, and asking the permission, it really makes such a big difference. And ironically, when I became a Reiki master in 1998, and I was working on people and that kind of stuff, I would get all these messages. And the reason I got sent to coaching school, the reason why I went to coaching school was because of Reiki. Because when I would do hands-on healing on people, I would get all these messages. I didn't know how to deliver the messages. I found myself struggling with uh, transferring the messages I was hearing, you know, the, the pictures I was seeing, the, the words I was hearing, what I was feeling in my heart in a way where I could ask open-ended questions. I didn't know how to ask open-ended questions. I didn't know how to ask the right questions. Sometimes yes and no questions are appropriate. Other times open-ended questions are appropriate. And what I realized was because of the gift of being able to get this information and Reiki, it's what sent me to coaching school. And coaching school is what taught me how to trust myself, get past a lot of the self-sabotaging emotions, to get past the the stuff to be able to really be there for people. And the biggest thing it taught me was asking permission. Because when we ask permission to work with people, it raises the vibration to a different level. And guess what? We can go show up and we can say, you know, yes, we're psychic or yes, we're medium. And we have this message. Um, I have a message for you. They have the power. You give them the power of choice. They can say no. And when we give people the power of choice, that's, respect that's integrity it's ethics i can actually tell you nobody has ever said no to me although i had a preemptive no a while ago with a a friend we were out a new friend someone i'd met a while back and it was our first time going out for a lunch and she said by the way with respect to your work just so you know i'm not open to it and I, i said i don't know what you mean she said well if you ever get anything about me i don't want to know 
because I, 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 you know, it was like, I forget how she put it exactly, but it was quite stern and it was basically saying, I don't believe in it. I don't want to hear about it. Keep it to yourself. It was just like, well, okay. Cause I normally wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't anyway, unless not the way she expected. She thought I might just blurt stuff out. If I had anything to say anyway, I would have asked, but that's the only kind of, as I said, a preemptive no that I ever got. But otherwise, every time I've said to anyone, I have cool. a message, you know, they always say, Oh yes, please. And it's your delivery style. It's your energy. It's who you are. Well, Miss Liberty, I want to thank you so much for such an engaging conversation. We could sit here for hours uh, talking about this information. I would love to have you. And we do. <laughs> and we do. We, we have in the past. Yes. Uh, I would love to have you come back to your seventh sense because there are so many uh, facets to this topic that we're talking about that I would love to tap into with you. Thank you. Can you please share with the audience, how can they reach you? Thank you. I, I would love to to be back again. And thank you for having me here today. I really appreciate it. And uh, they can find me at, uh, the, I guess, the easiest, pl- well, a couple places, uh, Liberty Forest, with two R's in it, dot com, uh, or on YouTube. Just search Liberty Forest Psychic Medium and you'll find me. That's actually the name of my channel, I believe. Well, thank you so very much, Liberty. It's been an awesome, awesome segment. And I know a lot of people will have lots of food for thought based on our comments together. And to our audience, thank you so very much for being here again. I'm Terry Wildeman with Intuitive Leadership and Your Seventh Sense. I'm the best-selling author of Your Enchanted Boardroom, which is specific for entrepreneurs, mission-driven entrepreneurs. So I look forward to seeing you next time. And I wish you much success. Thank you. Take care. See you soon.